0: to another episode, episode 474 Aussie Tech Eds. It is the 11th of February 2016. How good it is of you to join us here for another week and another another show full of stories that interest us all, hopefully. Uh, we are brought to you every week by athwebhosting.com.au. If you need some web hosting in the uh, Australian arena, uh, dial that up on the interwebs, athwebhosting.com.au webhosting.com.au. Australian servers and economical prices. Alright, now we have round joining us this week, we've got Shane. Hi
1: Shane. Hey Glenn, how are we? Good, how's it been going? Yeah, yeah, I'm getting better and better each day. I'm still not 100%. I've still got a big kind of wound looking thing like I've been shot in the back of my leg, but yeah, other than right. that, I feel alright. Are you still doing uh, antibiotics? Yeah, I'm on oral ones now. I went to the docs today and um just to sort of get her to have a look at it and see how things are going and she was fairly happy with it and she gave me another repeat of the antibiotics so that would make a week of intravenous antibiotics and two weeks of oral antibiotics jeez mm, nasty stuff nasty business nasty business yeah. all right and we've got back this week
0: eric hi eric gentlemen how you doing good evening good <laughs>
2: <laughs> what's going on with you Oh, where do you watch oh no I'm not gonna I'm not gonna whine,
0: nothing to complain about. <laughs> you, <laughs> nothing to see here, moving along. You will have. All right. <laughs> Let's get into some Give me uh, time. Yeah, you, oh look, a couple of stories, you'll get right into it. I've got one here for you that uh probably right up your alley. Now look uh look if you if you uh, think you've got something interesting to say, you can drop me a line and maybe you can come on the show and uh, help us out one week. If that would interest you, give drop me a line at Glenn at all right, now let's get through a. Face- Am I being replaced, Glenn? Yes. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. No, I just thought we we let's let's you know let's uh, spice it up a bit, eh? Let's, Diversity. Yeah, let's get I ha- some.
2: I hate that word, by the way. That's why I used it, <laughs> and you know why I hate it because all those sort of people use it. Mm, all those diverse people. Well, no, they're the ones—the ones that use it—are the ones who are least diverse out of everybody.
0: All right, let's start off with the messages from you guys. We got Daniel from the Northern Territory. Now, he goes, I hope you don't mind free promotion. Well, who does? No, we don't. Of course, we don't. He listens to the podcast weekly. I participate in I racing and thought I'd run your logo on my car for online events. Now, that's that's all right. And I'll show you his car for those on the video. He sent me a picture of the car. Now, this is online racing, so it's just an online car, if my mouse decides to work, because she's having troubles tonight, here we go, here's his car, right there, how's that, well you can't even see the logo, let's see if I can get another picture, hang on. Yeah, next one's got a logo. That one did have two, but for some reason, oh this isn't, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill this mouse, it's going to go, it's going to yeah. go. Would you like me to share the screen, Glenn? no because i can't do nothing because my mouse is stuffed hang on it's probably look it's probably about five years old well i put new batteries in it today thinking that was the problem but that obviously wasn't the problem i've got some batteries here
1: let's oh see. yeah there is on the back fender yeah
0: let's see if i can put that in there put that in there closer up there all right let's go there we go let's have a look at No, that one still can't see it on that one either Hang on, let's see if I can open out that window a bit. There we go. There we go. How's that? You can see that
2: now. But anyway. Yeah, baby. What's he got? A Commodore or something? Get a better car.
0: (laughs) I don't know. It's It's not a Commodore, is it?
2: I don't know what that is.
0: I need to see see the front of it. Mm. All right. But anyway. But but nice car, nonetheless. Yeah. So thanks for putting the logo on the back. Uh, Even though we couldn't really see it too good there. Oh, I
1: can just see it there. All right.
0: Cool. All right. Wasn't your fault, uh, Daniel. It was my fault. My mouse is not responding too good tonight. So um, I don't know. People go to
1: the show notes. um, They'll see it there. Yeah. There's better pictures in our show notes. that's right. You can get to the show notes at
0: AussieTechHeads.com.au com forward slash podcast. All right, so good stuff. Let's get back on on track. Let's start off with sh- let's start off with Shane. Have you got a story, Shane?
1: I do. I'll do a quick one. Uh, Dallas Buyers Club throws in the towel over IINET piracy case. Basically, after a year and a half of them going to court trying to get the details of four thousand alleged customers who um, pirated the the Dallas Buyers Club movie a couple of years ago. They've finally uh, given up the fight. Late last year, the federal court dismissed the case entirely with an option to appeal by the eleventh of the second, twenty sixteen, which is today. And um, like I said, they've given up the fight. Over the journey, the the Dallas Buyers Club people basically wanted uh, a lot more in in the beginning to what they what they're asking now, essentially. They, they wanted just uh, cost for the film, a reasonable licence fee and court costs, but they were arguing over what a reasonable licence fee was and, and, like I said, they basically just chucked the towel in. Mm. Well,
2: fun. you know what I don't understand is, uh, firstly, it um, wasn't that good a movie. Secondly, not that many people downloaded it. If they're going to waste their time going after someone, go after a movie that everyone just pirates because you probably wouldn't have a better case... You know, for example, I don't know, pick a movie, Rocky, right? Popular mm. movie. Yeah. Right, just to, And if, you know, lots of people would be going, oh, download that, download, watch that, watch that, you know, or Harry Potter or whatever, any of these popular movies, mm. then you could see, Your Honour, here we have, uh, you know, 50 individuals who, among them, com- contributed to downloading this movie, you know, four million times. Yeah. Not the judge would go, well, you know that's four million times twenty bucks a movie or whatever it is, right? You know, go well. That's you know that's sixteen million dollars.
0: But it's not the one person downloading it all the time. So are you saying they should go after the well? There's not really an uploader either, is there? No, but the, no,
2: but the thing is, I think they might have a better case if they went actually after someone who down,
0: you know, people who downloaded. Who, who, how many downloads would Dallas Buyers Club get? Yeah. Well, I think at the t- it wasn't popular at the time. I never. I couldn't give a bugger about it. To be okay, no, here, I, here, look, mm-hmm. I don't
2: reckon it was. Look, I'll put it this way, right? I'm going to go super and demographics here. The people that love that movie, forget downloads, the ones that wanted to watch that movie, whether we like it or not, were chicks, mm. right? And chicks don't download stuff. No, <laughs> not normally. Not right? normally. Unless they get their husbands to do it and they're going, oh, yeah, right, yeah, I'll waste my time and my data yeah. bandwidth on that
0: rubbish. Yeah. Um, so what are they on about? Yeah, look, uh, look. I don't know. I, I sort of formed the same opinion when I saw Shane put this story up. I just thought, oh, well, it's probably about time. Like, how long did they want to draw this out? Um, you know, like maybe their legal fee bill is probably greater than all
2: the money they made. They lost from down the downloads anyway.
0: They probably could have. They maybe they've come to the conclusion that they were thinking, look, we have a we could have an issue here that we might lose this or we're not going to get the result that we want Correct. to be able to say uh, push this. Forward because yeah, in other if countries.
2: You, if, if yes, right. If you lose this case, then you've set a precedent that's mm. not going to go
0: in the favor of the movie business. So I think what they they were after everyone's name and address. They were after everyone that, that did it, and well, they weren't getting it. So I think but maybe. See, not, but, but I don't, I doubt if Ionet would even know who those people were. Well, they would because they've been they were, they they were given the IP addresses of the downloaders, which apparently you track through the torrent system you can see you know if you ever do torrent you can see other ips that are you know floating around getting little bits and pieces or where you're getting your little bit yeah, from yeah, and all this sort of yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. so the, the, you know there's probably some little dude sitting there i don't know with his little pad and pen you know writing in all these ip addresses
2: and they go, great job
0: oh, we're gonna we're gonna sign up for that yeah good you go for a few pencils and so you just be, <laughs> <laughs> you'd be sitting there uh, you know and they'd send the list off to they go oh, all right well where's this ip okay. address oh
2: with it with torrent, though. What you're downloading is, correct me if I'm wrong, you're downloading a movie, but it's made up of many, many different uploaders. Yes, that's right. Right. So mm. how do you pinpoint exactly? Because well, because you might be downloading, for example, right. Here's a classic case. I don't know if this is correct or not. Just say a movie was went for an hour, but yeah. there was enough seeders. Or I think they call them cedars, right? Yeah. On yep. there. Yep. <clears throat> that. You were only get you got thirty seconds of each cedar, and you made up your movie, right? Thirty seconds is is that really enough to constitute copyright violation?
0: Well, well, this has been my issue as well because how do they know you've got the whole movie? You might not have got the whole movie. You've got. may that, not have
1: even watched it. You might not. I have guess. Watched it. I guess the other thing is is who's doing the wrong thing? Is it the people? That is doing it, the wrong yeah, thing, or right. is it the person downloading? I mean, if the person, if it, if the burden of guilt is on the person downloading, it doesn't matter whether they're getting it from one source or three hundred sources. It's the fact that they've got a movie that they somewhere pay. illegally. Yeah, yeah. Look, you can you can draw an argument on I either think side.
2: I think that's where their case fell down because it's, I they probably didn't know which way to argue that one. Hmm. Are we going after the downloaders or are we going after the uploaders?
0: Yeah, but it's like you know, like I can see there's, there's you can you can draw an analogy to either side. Or like you could say, okay, someone throws twenty bucks out the window, you come along, you pick it up. Whose is it? That's sure. right. I didn't know where it came from. You find it, okay? Someone steals twenty dollars and throws it out the window. You come along and find it. Hang on. Now you you've picked something up that belongs to someone else. So. Yeah, someone lost $20.
2: They probably don't know they lost it, mm. usually. That's that's the whole point of when you lose something, you don't know for a while that you've lost it. Yeah. And you pick it up. There's no one yeah. around. It flew out of a car window. If you go, well, he's gone now. Couldn't even get the number plate, so mm. my my good luck.
0: Yeah. But look, I, I suppose, look, at the end of the day, would we, we wouldn't be still be talking about this crap film if it wasn't for this case. The funny thing is, no. we're talking about this crap film, but neither of us are ever going to watch it. No, I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to go anywhere near it. Just in case Apple pirated it. Doubtful. <laughs> <laughs> <The apple. laughs> yes. All right. Um, oh, look, just quickly, my little story here, my first one, and not very important, but uh, my TransLink in Queensland, you're a little commuter in Queensland, my TransLink, that's a little app that you get that tells you all about your, you know, where you're going and all this, it's got a um, trip announcer feature, so it will now talk to you in real time. Is that
2: it? like in a train station in Sydney where you can't understand what they're saying? Probably, yeah. So next when Next next stop Town Hall <laughs> Central. Is that what it sounds like? That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They got that, that same announcer, got it got, got him out of
0: retirement. Yes. Yeah, I know the ones you mean. Just, yeah, exactly like you went <laughs> Martin Place. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So Shane. Cool,
1: that Vegan. was your story. That was, yeah, oh, why not? Why not? Okay, um, all right. The next little one I will do is Google's Chromecast 2 and Chromecast Audio are finally coming to Australia. Gizmodo reports that the Google Chromecast 2 and Chromecast Audio will um, be on sale in the next couple of weeks. According to their article, Kogan has it listed on their website and JP Hi- JB Hi-Fi have it in their inventory. Um, and marketing materials also available in stores, apparently, according to the article. No, oh, they look snazzy. Yeah, and um, I'm not a fan of the, the shape. I mean, I've seen other pictures in the article. There's other pictures where the guy's got it in his hand, mm. and um, it looks kind of uh, quite big, to be honest, the um, this, Google Chrome.
0: But it's, it, it's stuck behind your TV anyway in most cases. Who cares?
1: Yeah, true. Yeah. Well, um, it should be. <laughs> if it's not stuck behind your TV, you're doing it wrong. That's yeah, true. exactly. <laughs> but um, just to finish it off, according to Osdroid uh, sources, which is one of the podcasts that's on the um, the radio, uh, says that they've got different. Um, they've got advertised prices of fifty nine dollars for both the Chromecast two and the audio device. Not sure why you've got two different devices that two do two different things priced at the, s- the same price. Um, and then they're also going to say that they've got multiple SKU codes in the JB Hi-Fi system, I guess, for colours and, and whatnot. Mm. That must have been why the other week, and
0: still even right now, you can go to eBay and get your little Chromecast. I did see them for twenty dollars. The original oh, one? Oh, not this one. This one is twenty six plus twenty two. Yeah, the original one. Um, because my brother bought one. I said, "Oh, look, there's one. There's a Chromecast for twenty bucks. You might as well pick that one up," and he did. And so, like, if you look on eBay, I'm sure you'll find one. I can't find one now on the spur of the moment. But, uh, look, I might even be in... I'm in Australia. So I'll go... Let's have a look. Cause I'm, I'm pretty sure it was 20 bucks. And so we went and got one. It's a Chromecast. make sure all this it goes
2: right. Now, for, for our viewers who don't know what Chromecast is, Glenn, can you explain to them how it works and what it does?
0: Well, it's like an Apple TV, if you don't know what that is. There you go. Look at that. If you don't know what oh, that is... Oh, that's off. not a Chromecast. It's Miracast. But anyway, you, get, you can get them. They're there on there anyway. They're on eBay somewhere. All right. And if they're all gone, that's probably because the new ones are coming out. But a Chromecast is it allows you to stream your media from, say, a central location, if you like. Uh, so from, say, you've got a computer with all your media on it, say, some photos or some movies or whatever. Uh, you might have, I know. So rich- you can
2: attach it to a hard drive, which then it can attach to your computer, to your TV.
0: Yeah, so so you t- you touch your movies to a computer. You move you got movies on a computer, and you put your Chromecast in. You can send the movie from the computer to the Chromecast, which plays on the TV through your phone. Your phone's like the remote. Right, and that, it's just like an Apple TV, pretty much. Uh, Chromecast has a couple of apps like YouTube. So can you, you can you stream through it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah,
2: you can stream through it yeah. as well.
0: So the difference between the Chromecast and the Apple Apple TV. Now, I don't know about the Apple TV 4. I haven't really looked into that one. But the Chrome, the Apple TV 3 is that the Chromecast, once you give it an instruction, like to play something or do something, then it becomes its own little uh, whizzy jig. So it goes, okay, I'm getting this content from there. I'm going to keep doing that uh, until it's, it's at the end. The Apple TV goes through your phone. So your phone says... Let's get the content from there. It goes to your phone, and then it goes to the TV. So then if, you want to, if you're if you mucking around on
1: your phone, sometimes you'll lose your stream to the Apple TV, whereas yeah, that won't yeah. happen with the Chromecast. Right. So the other good. thing with the Chromecast is, because I did this the other day when I was watching that movie you recommended, um, you can get a, a, a Chrome kind of plug-in into the Chrome browser, and then you can then stream the movie you're watching from say, your laptop, in my case. Mm. To, to the TV, but you know, I usually use it to stream things from the, the phone to my TV and I can play, I can even cast the actual screen of, of my phone. So if I'm playing a game on my phone, yeah. I can display it on the, on the TV.
0: Is that through the Chromecast? Yeah. But that's with a Samsung or Android phone, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. got to be an Android Yeah, I yeah. can't use like an Apple phone to Chromecast. Hmm.
0: But I can use my iPhone to use the Chromecast as well. Because there's a Chromecast app, oh okay. Yes, and there's a and there's an app that I use called Air Video, which allows me to stream the videos from the computer to the Chromecast through the phone, via the oh, phone. Mm. All right, okay. Uh, oh look, great news! There's a Kickstarter out, and it's it's uh, looking for to raise at least fifty six thousand dollars, which has gone past. It's up to about sixty three thousand, but they wanted the fifty six thousand dollars because they wanted to buy the license rights to the Doctor Who pinball machine. Oh, I'm going to go to sleep now. <laughs> now, back in the, I don't know, the 1990s, I think it was, just after the Doctor Who went into hiatus, uh, the, the uh, pinball machine come out. And I don't know if anyone remembers it. It was like it had Sylvester McCoy on it. I think he was the latest one. So anyway, uh, they want to build a or create or code an online version <laughs> of it. And to use the, the symbols and all the, the Whatevers, you know the the images and the whatever the likenesses that they, they had to pay a license fee, and that was fifty six thousand dollars. So they've passed that, so it's all it's all uh, up and running. They want now, cr-
2: okay. As a Kickstarter person, if you wanted to fund, this, give them a dollar or whatever it is, right? There's probably a minimum, I'm assuming.
0: What do you get? Well, you can go to the Kickstarter page. Let's see, have a look. Let's. Uh, what do you get?
2: I know what you you get you get the game because see, I'm not a fan of these crowdfunding why? only because. Um, You know, they're not, are they shareholders? Are they people that get your goods in return for giving you
0: some money? It's a very grey area. Okay, so look, okay, here we go. So if you If you pushed a dollar or more, uh, it says here, don't have much to spend but still want to help the cause. All we ask is that you donate a dollar and share our Kickstarter on your local social media pages. You have our gratitude plus the satisfaction of knowing you've helped make the prevention... Uh, the preservation of this amazing table possible. If you put in $7 or more, get the Doctor Who pinball table on a single platform of your choice. If you put in $10 or more, get the Doctor Who pinball table on a single platform of your choice, plus your name listed as a bronze backer in the game credits. Well, that's attractive for 10 bucks. That's attractive. There'd be quite a few people, though. Uh, if you, $15 or, or how many so far? Oh, 226 So So you, you probably get a little bit lost in the... In the, yep. the well of bronze, you
2: will have to outbid
0: them to get at the top of the list. Uh, get the pro version, fifteen dollars or more. Pro version of the of the game, blah blah blah. Seventeen dollars or more. Everyone above plus the new updated Doctor Who: Tano, Single. Pl- this version will also include all new art and audio featuring the latest Doctors. Well, there you go. So, okay, now starts getting better. Twenty bucks or more. Two platforms, but and it goes on. Let's go right down to the the big grand. Deck. Oh, jeez, I'm glad I didn't read all that. Up. 2500 or more. Oh, no one's put that in.
2: i buy your company for that much.
0: Get everything above, plus an invitation for you and five friends for the special Doctor Who pinball party hosted at the Fair Sight Studios in Big Bear, California. Transportation not included. A yeah, fi- <laughs> of course not. <laughs> a framed picture of you and the Farsight team at the party. Whoop-y-doo. Yeah, but you've got to get
2: there. You and, and your five mates, you know, that's $10,000, $12,000 before I even eat.
0: Yeah, that's right. But still, like you know, some of these kickstarters, like you might be might be right into whatever that whatever it is. So if you're right in, you think, oh, that's a cool little invention. I I just need to have something. I,
2: I would to- rather be a backer that try and commercialize this rather than just give money away.
0: Because
2: mm. That's all. That's all you're doing, the money away. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> all right.
3: <laughs>
1: Make a <an> note. <eight.
0: laughs> okay. 21, 24, Got to do that. Eric swears again. Yeah, well, it's it's emphasis, it's it suits, and Let's it's go. Um, look, I'll do another one because it's uh it's one that you can get your teeth stuck into. The A triple C's to pursue Apple, good for bricking iPhones, good. Now this is something different to what we touched on a little bit earlier uh, this year. I think even we came we were talking about how you know you, you're they bring out the iOS 9 and all of a sudden your, your iPhone you 4s were
2: working and it started getting bricked but now that's gone they've yeah. gone one, one but, step further but this is a
0: this is a step further now this could be getting a bit dodgy the Australian the ACCC everyone knows who it is will be querying Apple on its practice of deliberately deactivating iPhones that have been repaired by non Apple service providers so what's going on is that if you take your little Apple iPhone into I don't know, Joe blogs down the road because he wants you got you got a faulty button and you think oh well look um, he's pretty cheap he said he'd do it for twenty bucks so you go down the road get a your button put in and then Apple finds out bang iPhone's bricked they go you can't do that and they'll brick your phone well there's yeah. two
2: I've, I can see two sides to this and they're both wrong as far as Apple goes first one is <clears throat> if your phone's under warranty why you wouldn't take it back to Apple. I, it's beyond me, but that's beside the Well, say the it's
0: not under warranty. Say it's an old one.
2: Well, I'll, I'll, go, I'll cover both sides, right, mm. to, to, to show you that Apple are wrong on both occasions. If, it was, if, it, if it's not under warranty, it clearly states in their terms and conditions that if your phone gets repaired while it's under warranty at a third party, you lose your warranty. Okay, we all accept that. But that's lose warranty. But it, mm. That's what's warranty. It doesn't say,
0: and by the way, we're going to break your phone. No. Because right. I think that's pretty normal, isn't it? Throughout all warranties, if, all like, warranties, regardless of whether hmm. it's a, you, you know, can't, yeah, you can't take something. If,
2: that... I, if my engine blows up in my car hmm. and I don't take it to the where, where I bought it, and I take it to someone else, well then it avoids my warranty, and that's I accept that. Hmm. But um, the car, the, the car manufacturer just doesn't suddenly go, well, you got your car repair there, notwithstanding the fact that it didn't actually cost them anything. I went and paid for it when I could have got them to pay for it, right? Mm, so yeah. I could have got it for free, but I, I paid for it. Notwithstanding that, they just then can't go, well,
1: tomorrow morning when you go to start your car, it's not going to be able to. Mm. But the, the version of this, this story that I'd heard and what other people had focused on in this story is that, especially with the new iPhones, because they got the fingerprint reader in there and now other things... Yeah, no, they're, sprouting,
2: like- they're sprouting it's a security thing, which is rubbish.
1: You reckon? Yep. I mean, if there's a third-party piece of hardware there that Apple can't vouch for, and you've got other things hanging off it like Apple Pay and, and whatever else. Yeah, but uh, I think but it, Apple but are doing the right thing.
2: No, no, not. At the end of the day, that's the responsibility of the owner of the phone, because that's nanny state now. You start thinking, oh well, you know, you're not allowed to do that because we we we're, we're trying to protect you. That's rubbish. If the idiot wants to get his phone fixed, and in the end someone steals his money. That's his fault, mm. and he would he would have no comeback to Apple because Apple will say, "Well, you got it fixed out of warranty. See you later." Well, what
0: about what about your scenario? So you you got an iPhone five, say, you you drop <laughs> it, the screen smashes, mm. so you can take it to a local dude. I think you can get them done, get a new screen. You can get that everywhere because they're a lot cheaper. Yeah, that's right. And you get it, say, you get it done for fifty bucks. It's fifty bucks, yeah. Then you go to Apple. How much is that going to be? Oh, that's going to be like one hundred and thirty bucks.
2: That's right, it's 130 so, bucks, and a lot of time they'll say, we can't actually fix it, but we can get you a
0: refurbished phone
2: for 275 mm. See, they upsell you.
0: So in the UK, The Guardian reported a barrister as saying that Apple's reckless policy of killing iPhones could potentially be in violation of the Criminal Damages Act, which makes it an offence to intentionally destroy the property of another. That's so right. Another way of looking at it. Now, uh, across the pond, US legal firm PCVA... Has called an affected, has called on affected users to register their interest about a potential class action. Class action, yep. Now this is this is classic, <coughs> you know. And we've been talking about this for probably six months,
2: Glenn. Um, this is classic Apple arrogance. It's getting to the ever since Cookie Monster stepped in the chair, it's just he, everything's gone haywire and a little bit over the top, don't mm. you reckon? Yeah. Don't
1: you think that there was instances or examples of arrogance even when Jobsy was running the show? I mean, like, you know, the whole... Oh, yeah, it wrong. sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah.
2: absolutely. But not once did he ever step over the line and impeded your rights and bust your phone. Mm. He was arrogant and he tried to draw people into his um, distortion f- field of reality, reality distortion field and trying to make, you know, Apple fanboys and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, in the way he spoke to his staff members, yeah, absolute arrogance. But not once did he
0: say... I'm gonna. You're not allowed to use my product. But you know, like, but you know, he like, loves people buying his products. But what, like, what about with the Xboxes and all the the game platforms? You can't mod them. No. So, so you, but say you you could put a button in. Say the third part, the third party supply gets a button from China. It might have malware in the circuitry somehow. Goes into the phone. It then it then it's it get it gets into the. Possibly yeah. could get yeah, into I, the ecosystem, and maybe that's what they're trying to stop. Well, maybe. Well, then they should say that.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm. Right. Well, and well, maybe
2: they should say when they sell you the phone that even if it's damaged after warranty, we suggest you bring it back to us. Hmm. Right. Well, mm. So there's no arrogance. Then it's it's full disclosure. Yeah, but they're too dear. So the, so maybe. It's not the point, but you know you won't care if they if they warn you of the of the consequences. You go, oh yeah, fair enough. I don't mind if it's too dear because
0: at least I know, you know. But it might be like the unscrupulous might say, oh, "We'll get it done cheap, buy the the say the infected button, and then it the, it could get into the Apple ecosystem. It could, you know, you don't know what it could do." Oh, yeah, that's what I, I understand. That's why I'm saying they should pre warn people. So you're all right with Microsoft brick and mod modded Xboxes, or your no,
2: well, no, well, it depends what you do because if you're a lot of people who are modding Xboxes were going straight to the motherboard, right? Mm-hmm. That's a little bit different to freaking changing the glass yeah. when you
0: yeah plug. yeah I agree I I agree there must there probably needs to be some sort of uh... changing
2: the glass on the phone is like you've got an Xbox and the front panel falls off yeah right so you go and get it replaced mm. that's not you're not playing around with firmware or malware or
1: the mm. chips or the circuitry anything you're just putting on a panel. But, but isn't it, this whole story about the home button and the extra features the home button now has with the fingerprint reader? And so you are kind of, it is a bit more in depth than just replacing a screen. Well, yes, yeah, in that general.
2: Point, as yeah, well. but generally, I think that Apple are quite arrogant, regardless of what you do there, phone. Mm. Yeah, yeah, look, I don't know. Maybe they. What about an iPhone? iPhone? iPhone 5s don't have fingerprint readers. So you're telling me mm. if I change yeah.
0: the button
1: on iPhone 5, they're still going to brick my phone?
0: Hmm. Yeah, yeah well, well, I don't know. I, don't know. I
1: mean, it's to do with the software. So if that runs iOS nine point whatever, then yeah, potentially. Yeah, if mm, they're testing I for think it. it, I think they're going to get nailed on this.
3: Mm.
0: Yeah. Look, I, look, I, I sort I'll of be it's... following this very closely. Yeah, I, I would be of the belief that I think if you buy a device, I think you're you should be free to do what you want with it. I can do right. what I want with my car. Yeah. Whether what... it's under warranty or not. Hmm. I think, like, I don't, but you got, look, it, it oh. gets complicated, you know, with the, because it's all connected to the internet. You can't and modify
2: the engine, obviously, because mm. you avoid the warranty. But if I don't like the tyres on it and the, and, the, and the alloys that I've been given, I can change it. Mm. It doesn't avoid my warranty. But Steve, yeah, st- but
1: you've still got to do things within the l- legal kind of guidelines. You can't, you know, jack oh, it up yeah. too high well, and stuff like no, that. No, no, of
2: course. I can't make it wider than it's supposed to be. It's only, it's, it comes down to the looks more than anything else. Like, I don't like the look of that, so I'll change it to get a different look. But doesn't void my warranty.
0: Yeah. but well, remember, uh, but Steve Jobs, is one of the original hackers. You know, like he's, he's the one with his little blue box. but he's, no, that uh, was, wasn't what he, yeah. Well, they were both... We're both doing it, wasn't yeah. it, were they? Yeah, they were both yeah. into yeah. it. Yeah, but don't forget,
2: that was 40 years ago. Yeah. I'm sure by the time he died, he'd changed.
0: Yeah, because I he had something he, th- he didn't want people to... I don't, I don't think he was a freaker his whole life. No, but look, you got to admit, like, I remember when I was a kid, you used to muck around and hack around with stuff. All yeah, go at this... your friend's place and ring the talking clock in London and hang up and see you later. And they get a bill. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, you just you just ring someone in China. Oh, it's a time. <laughs> hang yeah, up. Yeah. Oh,
3: but still,
2: look, Jobs, you never did this sort of thing when he was there. Never. No, not he when he was there. Ar- he might have been arrogant about if there was a flaw in the product. And he tried, you know, you're not holding her right, and all that. Those that are ridiculous type statement. And everyone had a go with him about that too. And he copped it on the chin. But this sort of stuff, it's one after the other. Since the Cookie Monster's been there, it's one after the other. The arrogance, the complacency, the she'll be right, the we're better than you, and and they don't. Last week, Google overtook them as the most valuable tech company.
0: Do you know that? Yes. Or Alphabet. Yeah. Well, yes. it's still Google. a Google head office. Yeah. But so.
2: Yes. It's oh. on the other side of your campus now, aren't you?
0: Yeah, well, oh Eric, you're still you're still down on them.
2: All right. No, I like their products. I've got I'm recording this show on one now. Same I've got, here. I've got two phones that yeah. belong to them. But yeah.
0: I I call a spade a spade. You want to cookie put it, monster, Cookie Monster has to go. You want to put your own button on if you want to put your own button on? Well, I wouldn't, personally. Right? But, but I
2: I reserve you know, to me, if someone you've got the freedom to put your own button on. I wouldn't do it myself because I'd like it done properly. Mm. But if someone wants to put their own button on, let them.
0: Well, maybe what they should do, maybe this is the solution, right? And then we'll get off of this one. But maybe this is what should happen. Okay, we've supplied you physically with the physical componentry. You can have that, right? Do with it what you will. However, if you do modify that in any way, you won't be able to use our iOS anymore.
2: Yeah, that's right. Well, look, here's another way of doing it. I suppose now, that's
0: essentially what they're doing, but...
2: You know, mm. the the iPhones, they've all got their own connectors, right? Yeah. That connector will not work with any other phone, right? Yeah. So, well, the buttons that they make, they should make it like the connector, that it will only work with the iPhone. So, in other words, they make the button in a specific way that um, if you get a button from a third party, it just won't work.
1: Isn't that right? the same as bricking mm. the phone?
0: No, it's not the same as bricking the phone at all. No, because you just go, you go. oh, well, that button didn't work, so I'll go down and buy the... Because, because
2: yeah. the guy, yeah. what will happen is people, Apple will say, if you want it, your phone repaired, the components have to be components that where we source it from. If you go to a third party, it will not work. It's like when you buy lightning cables from eBay for a dollar.
0: Like, yeah. They, won't, they don't work. No, they, they, mine started off working and now they don't.
2: Yeah, they just don't work. Yeah. And so, what that what that it drives all the shonky operators off, off the off you know just they the mm. so people start, Well, we can't do. We're not doing
1: repairs anymore because the components we get don't work with your phone,
2: mm.
3: right?
1: So, these phones that are getting bricked is a possible solution for them just to go down and get the proper home button, or is it too late at that point? No, one? it's too, late. Uh, too appara- late. Yeah, apparently
0: the Which Apple stores in itself can't unbrick sh- it once it's breached. There it should be
2: a back door that only Apple know about, that mm. allows you to unbrick it. You say, look, okay, I'm sorry, I screwed up, you fix.
0: If you've got a comment to make on our show, you can do it on the Facebook. Just drop us a line at uh, facebook.com forward slash Aussie Tech and you can uh, comment about the the uh, Apple business or comment about this one. Optus is the most complained about telco. Oh, duh. now, now not Optus, this week they went. Uh, no, but look, I've got a story. The reason I pulled this out, like, normally, like, who cares? We all know they
2: they're we all know they're rubbish,
0: yeah. But, uh, the, so anyway, uh, they received 5.9 new complaints per every 10,000 people. So that is the highest of any of the telcos. Uh, Telsha came in second uh, with around 4.9. And vo- not far behind. No, no. I reckon
2: I made up for about four of those last week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I made up for about two out of Optus's, right. and I'll tell you why. Oh, well, I'll finish this. Uh, Telstra recorded 4.9, Vodafone 3.5. New complaints per 10,000 services. Now, Amasim, Australia's fourth largest mobile telco, which is apparently an Optus 4G reseller. Okay. Rub- still rubbish. So Optus is getting 5.9 new complaints, okay? per I don't have to say 10,000 at a time, but Optus is getting 5.9 complaints. Uh, the Optus reseller, Amasim, is getting 0. 0. 0. 7. 0.7 complaints.
2: Less- per 10,000, less than one. Now... Okay, What's... that begs the question, are they complaining about the fact that they can't get through to talk to somebody, that service, that mm. sort of service, customer service, or mm. are they complaining about the fact that there's bad um, coverage signal and... service? Yeah, coverage. Well, what are they complaining about?
0: It has to be they're complaining about the, the, the customer service.
2: Yeah, I would have thought so because, because their signal service, they're, they're, they're obviously unless, okay. It's okay. Well, because unless Optus are selling to amaze him the better product, and they're so not the be. rubbish products for themselves, mm. which doesn't make any sense.
0: No. So, look, I'll tell you, I'll briefly go through my story. I went to a, a little old lady's place last week. She was like 85. The motive... All the better to see you with, Glenn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I said, ooh. Now, she was 85. She the modem, her Optus modem had died. I said, look, I'll, I'll ring up. And I'll get you another modem, you know, get them to deliver you one, blah, blah, blah. So I got them to deliver one. And I said, look, I'll come back the next day or whenever the modem comes in. I'll come back and I'll hook it all up for you, okay? Because I know you won't be able to do it. So anyway, she goes, oh, yeah, that'd be nice. Thanks very much. So I organized them. But while I was there trying to talk to them, uh, you you get onto the technical support. Uh, You'll be waiting for 30 minutes before someone picks up, okay? (coughs) I waited 50 minutes and i got to hang up. And I then, like okay, that. so then I, I rang the next day. I said, finally got through. And uh, so I organized a new modem. New modem came. Sweet. No problems. So she rings up. She goes, oh, the modems come, Glenn. Can you come and help me fix it up, please? So I went, i go over there. <laughs> and I said, oh, have you got your username and password? Oh, no. I said, right, okay. Well, have you got the paperwork? Oh, yes. And so she, she shows me the paperwork, had a username and password, but guess what? That didn't work. So I'm thinking, okay, i got to bring Optus again. So I ring him up and you go to the te- the technical support and it's, ah, oh, you got about half an hour wait. So I think, right, okay, right. I'll go to sales. Okay, sales. I'll go to our website. You'll see what we've got for sale. Right, hung up again. I'll go to, uh, uh, what was it, billing. I'll uh, go to our website, log in, and you can do all your billing problems there. Okay, right. So I ring back again. Go, okay, okay, well, well, who's going to talk to me? Who can I get to talk to me? So I ring back and I go, okay, I'm moving house. Uh, You can organize that through the website. (laughs) I'm going crazy. I went, right. And so I rang back again and went, cancel. (laughs) And so guy picks up. Hello, can I help you? I went, oh, you're kidding me, aren't you? I'm leaving you. You are kidding me. So I said, mate, I said, where? Cancel or
2: sales, you'll get an answer straight away.
0: Yeah. And I said, listen, we're trying to get a username and password. Now, you're in cancellations, you've probably got access to the record, we needed just the username and password, something quite simple. Yes, oh, I can't really, well I can't really do that, but uh, I'll, I'll put you straight through the technical support. 30 50, minutes. 50 minutes, I was there, 50 minutes.
2: How come they couldn't get the password? All she got to do is give her date of birth and her address, and do security checks, and yeah. they can
0: reset her password. Yeah, they wouldn't do it. Didn't want to do it. So why? Fifty she minutes. She was right there. Didn't you put yes. her on the phone? I, told, I Yeah, they knew, but he he wouldn't do it. He says he'd put me straight through. That's why I wait. I think. Well, oh, why they got did, he, did he give you a reason? That's just not his department. Can't help you with that.
2: Okay. Well, the got when you, did you finally get through the technical support? Fifty no. minutes.
0: I I hung up after fifty oh, that's minutes. Right. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I had to hang up. So anyway, I said, listen, the modem. Blah. Look, long story short, I came back home. I waited thirty minutes again. So, I got someone after about 45. I blasted them and I said, Listen, you want to ring this lady right now with a username and password. But the thing that just gets me is you just cannot talk to people. You could not, I could not talk to anybody about and this. And when you issue.
2: do talk to them, they've, they're robots. They've got a script in front of them. Yeah. And if you throw them a curly one that's off script, they do not know what to do. They are trained. Mm. Well, they're not trained. This is the problem. They're trained. Not in customer service, even though that's what they call themselves. They are trained into following procedure yeah. and not to think for themselves. Look, I, I even. I and love... they're all like that, whether it be a bank, a mm. government department, a telco, mm. insurance company. They're trained to follow a script and not think for themselves.
0: Yeah. Look, when, when I said we've been waiting for so long on the phone each time, the guy goes, oh, well, there's been problems in Sydney. And I said, I don't care. And not I my don't problem. That's don't care, problem. mate. I, 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 why can't the cancel guy give me a username and password? That's <laughs> right, Kevin from Bombay. It's not my problem. <laughs> but anyway, that was my beef. You had a similar beef? Yeah, worse
2: than that. I don't want to get into it because I, my blood pressure's on a good level now, so it's all so fixed. I, I, I'll, I'll leave. No, well, it's not fixed yet. Mm. But you know, I've got, I've got the net. It's back on. But you, uh, I'll, you'll know the news when I leave them.
0: Now, uh, Shane, you were telling us, or you you touched on something about Telstra had some problems through the week.
1: I oh, yeah, used a couple. Um, I think uh, I've only kind of got the, the highlights of the week. Basically, Telstra had two major outages. Um, the first one was where they initially, and I've seen kind of your notes as well, so I've kind of tweaked mine a little bit, but initially, um, and, and it still might be the case, but initially they blamed it on an individual not following procedure when he was trying to fix uh, a node which mm. is basically a major inter interconnect in relation to mobile phone data and call handling. He from what I get the the gist of it was, was when he was actually trying to fix it you're supposed to reroute the traffic first before you take the thing offline so people aren't affected and he mm. apparently allegedly kind of missed that step.
0: So so uh, this um yeah this uh, affected 3G and 4G. I wasn't yeah, 3G... everything everything went down. I didn't, I didn't go down. Notice. Yeah, I didn't go down. I did. I went down. Yeah, right. For about, for about an hour. Must have been just that bad part of Sydney, where, where you are. Dodgy
2: part. <laughs> yes. No, but, but I um, read. Go on, go on, Shane. I'll I'll add a little bit when you're finished.
1: Yeah, basically that was the major one. That was one that went for yeah you know, at, at least a day. Um, they finally kind of got the thing sorted. They're kind of. Um, Sweetener, I guess for the one of a better word, is where they're going to offer free data um, for people on Sunday um, and Ridiculous. people are jumping up and down saying, well, why offer free data on Sunday, which is probably one of your quieter data days anyway when the actual issue happened during the week and why did you take you so long to even offer anything? Mm. Um, and then there's also people jumping up and down about how the um, the – the spokesperson for Telstra was essentially throwing some poor person under the bus and and blamed it on them kind of mm. individually. Um
0: Joe the node man.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, remember, remember that we remember that guy that Joe the cameraman that bagged yeah. out Shane Warren. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was, was, was uh, and then the only other thing I was going to touch on just briefly is that it had a second outage um a day or two later where it was affecting broadband customers where they weren't getting to particular websites, um, mainly websites that were hosted by Bluehost, HostGator and HostMonster and uh, apparently that was due to a um, a failed router. But again, I'm not sure why you've got one point of failure of one. Mm. If a router goes down, you should have redundancy in place to you know, automatically switch the traffic and, and keep things That's up. That's
2: right. right. And you sh- sh- wouldn't even need any human intervention. Those, no.
0: those
1: bloody Chase
0: Zen routers, I don't know. <laughs> well, look,
2: uh, I, more on what Shane was talking about just now. Uh, there's a comment here. Uh, this operations consultant says, seeing Telstra Chief Operations Officer Kate McKenzie, that's her name, Kate McKenzie, remember everyone, placed the blame for the outage on one individual was nonsensical. Mr Newman has studied how failures are in complex systems, including websites and financial trading systems, and said that all humans made mistakes. A normal human being making a simple mistake shouldn't be the, able to cause this massive outage. You should have automation, checks and balances, which they obviously didn't. Mm. Another concerning thing was the strange double speak, okay, blah, 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 and about throwing him under the bus, all that sort of stuff. He said it's not, it's, it came down to uh, a, this blame culture creates a very toxic work environment, which is true. Mm. And said it, it will lead employees to cover up their mistakes in the future, which means you're going to have an Optus situation
0: where it's just rubbish. Yeah, look, I, I just picked up when Shane was going through his part where he's saying, yeah, everyone's jumping up and down. You know, like, it, it, people jump up and down because it's just a thing to do these days, isn't it? It is. Like, Did you jump up and down, Eric, when you lost no, your... No, I actually
2: didn't. I actually, didn't. not on this one because I thought, oh, well, it's down. Both yeah. my phones are down. Then it's something going on. Then I got on the internet status and there it was. Yeah, on the down. the status update, it down. Oh, it's down. So, and it goes in every now and again. But just... It says here, it speaks to a lack of understanding of how failures occur. She's having a go, this guy's having a go, this woman. Looking for a single cause of failure is like looking for a single cause of success. It's about the system you create. It's not about individuals, which I reckon he's he's right about that. Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And look, and as far as being, you know, they were too long to take, they took too long to give free data and then they give it on a Sunday. What do people want? Do they want well, a free phone? Oh, maybe, yeah, okay. Like, I want a car. Yeah, what do people, what do you want? What do you want? I think,
2: look, it just depends who you are. Some people did lose a lot of business, and I understand their frustration. They should have given them free data on the day or for the rest of the month, actually. Hmm. You know, uncapped for the rest of the month is what they should have done well, for, they, the, if, for the business people. But well,
0: they would have been on an SLA, so they would have had some compensation, probably.
2: Probably, but you have you ever tried to ring up Telstra? <laughs> No. Oh, to get well, yes. To get, to get compensation? Yes. i send you out a form and you might get something in three months? Yeah. Right? So it's rubbish. So they should have just automatically said free data for the rest of the month that you're on a business plan. If you're on a consumer plan and you think you should have free data, give us a call. Mm. That's how it should have been handled.
0: Look, and, and on a Sunday, yeah, look, it's probably, look, it's going to be really jam-packed, so it's probably going to be everyone's going to slow. jump
2: on it, you, know, you beauty free data, so everyone's going to jump on it. Mm. Um, now, the, other, the funny thing is, on that day... Our dog was being a bit weird, right? Mm. This is this is actually related, so yeah. bear with me. Bear with me, Your <laughs> Honor. Um, and he thought, oh, he's been a bit weird. He wouldn't he wouldn't get up. Yeah. Lucky his legs were wonky or something. I thought, oh, he's had his problem before. Better take him to the vet. he wasn't eating. So I took him to the vet. Get to the vet. And it was about this was about seven o'clock at night. Vet opens till eight. Oh, lucky thankfully, you thankfully. Eight yeah. till eight. Good God love him. <laughs> yeah. hey, don't worry, they charge like a wounded bull. 195 <laughs> bucks that cost me.
0: Oh, so, but that was after-hour prices.
1: Well, that, that's the normal price.
0: Holy crap.
1: But
2: might, the, might the, the girl to behind to the Dr. Counter,
1: Chris Brown in Bondi, in the Bondi event. <laughs> no.
2: The girl behind the counter was very lovely. Mm. Um, nice uniform. <laughs> anyway, so we get there, right? And this is in the car park. I'm thinking, oh, there's this is massive truck there yeah. parked across all the bays. Yeah you're right. And the big with a big crane, you know, those ones with a big crane. Yeah. So I couldn't see what it was doing. It was doing something. I said okay, fine. So I park down the bottom. There's a little underneath the car park. I said oh, that's fine. I'll park underneath. I wasn't going to jump up and down. And I get down there, and down the bottom of the car park, at the other end of it, there's this big, and I didn't know this, this big Telstra box, mobile network node box, whatever. Right. Yeah. And there are a thousand Telstra workers down there. I reckon. <laughs> That's where the problem was, because that crane yeah. was, was fixing the tower, and we had, a, no joke, there was about eight guys there, and, yeah. had, and there, was, there was stuff everywhere, and they had this massive um, Telstra mobile phone tower completely opened up mm. and working yeah, on it.
0: That's probably what it was. So so what happened to the dog? Did it take a dump it down the hole? <laughs> no. No. <laughs>
2: Dog's fine, gave him some medicine, he's back to normal. Oh good.
0: Good. Good stuff. Now look here's here's another one. There's another one to get on the, on the on the horse about. I, oh this is this is one I want to ask you a question, Eric. Microsoft Boss. Now I don't know if you know her or not, but uh, no. it's a lady, Pip Marlowe. Put on your Pip. Now she has joined the Australian Rugby Union Board. Okay. Now why the hell would I be p- picking this up here? You might be asking, yeah, why? I want to know. I wouldn't have... about
2: rugby. Absolutely nothing. No, I'm not.
0: I'm not worried about that. Good luck to her. No, she's apparently a fan and all this sort of stuff. My Oh, question... I'm
2: a fan too, mate. I don't know shit about rugby. <laughs> running a rugby team,
0: but my question is to you and to Shane and to and to everyone else who's listening, is so you would think that managing director of Microsoft, it's not a part time job. Be a full time job.
2: Oh I... yeah, absolutely.
0: So I want yeah. to know. How does she does she get time off, with without pay? How does she fit this in? Does what's she her f-
2: job at the rugby board?
0: Well, she's she's fills the spot left by the former chairman Michael Hawk.
2: Oh, chair, yeah, that's all right. But only what, once, They only meet once a month for a day.
0: Yeah, but so but what's so? But are they meeting on a Sunday? Like what I'm saying is, how does she? No, fit... No, you get time
1: off. You get time off from Microsoft. Yeah. You will at um. What's his name? The Google guy. Not the two that founded it, the third one. Anyway, yeah. early on in the piece, he was, while he was doing his um, chief executive officer type role with Google, mm. he was on the Apple board. Al Gore that's was right. on the Apple board. Yeah, but Al Gore
2: doesn't do anything except pretend, tell everyone there's global warming. So don't worry about him. What's Eric Smith? That's him. About? Yeah, that's him. <laughs> Haven't you ever been on the board, Glenn? Well, not of anything big. Okay, this is how it works, mate. Um, you get your normal job, right? Yeah. And you meet on a board. It's usually once a month, sometimes once every six weeks. Yep. Yeah. Um, and prior to um, the board meeting, they will they will give you all the board papers. Right right, leading up to you, you know, you're up to date, you know what's going on, you know what the management has been up to for the last month or six weeks or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have the figures, the financials, the, any new hires, uh, what, the, what, the, um, what the CEO has been up to, yeah. uh, you know, what happened at the last meeting and has he followed through at this by this meeting. I mean, look at the meeting you go, right, by next meeting you want these things done, blah, blah, blah. Everyone's accountable, right? Yeah. So that, gets, that all gets sent to you. The board briefing papers get sent to you probably a week before or a few days before. Mm. So you study you study that in your own time, um, you know, at home, in, you know, while you ignore your kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then you go to the meeting and it takes a day, once a month. That's it. That's how it works. And you get paid whatever they pay you.
0: Yeah, right. Well, I just thought you would have needed to be a bit more hands-on. like. No, not not as chairman. But as part no. of the board, just a general member of the board, like I would have thought you No, you're, you're not management. I was on a board. Yeah. I used to, go to,
2: I used to go to drive up to Gosford once a month. So the the, just, the board is directing the company, it's steering the company through Yeah. It takes the, the company, the managers take orders from the board. Right? Some board members are full are, are there, they're executive board members, which means they, they work there as well, right? Or there's non executive board members, which means they're not working there,
0: right? Right. I right. was a
2: non executive board member.
0: Mm. I don't know if you've ever seen the show, and I'm not even sure what channel it was on, but someone put me onto it, and I had a look at it. Uh, I don't know, you know, you have a look on YouTube or wherever. But it's called The, uh, the Profit, uh, the P-R-O-F-I-T, and he's a, apparently a billionaire, very rich fellow. And he'll go into businesses that are struggling, going to close, mm-hmm. or whatever, and he'll make them a deal. He'll Like, say, he went into a, a, a car buying yard one eight hundred right. car sales or something. So he goes in there and he says, Look, I can see why this place doesn't make money. He says, I'll 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 come in, I'm gonna tip two hundred and fifty thousand dollars into it, but I need say like twenty percent of the of the future yep. income and all this sort of stuff. Yep. And he goes, I'm in charge for a week and then you know, and then it sort of goes back to you guys but with the new plan. And so, you know, the people say, oh, yeah, okay, no worries. So he comes in, spends all his money, and yeah, it's not a bad show. And there's a, the the next couple of ones that I watched, the guy, he spent all the money in there, and this the owner, like the thing started, you know, shooting up like this, so its sales were up, uh, even and after a few days. So the owner
2: took all the money and split.
0: Told him to get stuffed. Yeah, yeah. well,
2: see, that's a, he's an idiot. See, what generally happens is if someone's going to tip money in, it's usually got conditions attached. Yeah, of course it has. Um, for, exa- for example... Um everyone gets everyone has got to pretty much reapply for their job. Yeah. Right. And if yep. you're not up if you're not up to the new standard, we well, you hire somebody else. The secret of being a hands off manager is to hire people that are very good at their job that report back to you. Mm. Right. And that's why chairmans don't need to be there every day looking over your shoulder because they got other people that do that. Yeah. Um so so I used to go up there once a week. I was the finance director, non executive director finance director once a week at this place at Gosford. And uh, and every and I'd get the board briefing papers, but I was the only non-executive board member. Hmm. Everyone else worked there. But because they needed more of a finance outlook. Yeah. They didn't have anyone here that was strong in finance. So yeah, okay. I used to go there once a month and I'd get the board briefing papers. Plus every now and again they'd ring me and they'd talk to me about stuff. So you know, I might be on the phone every you know hmm. once or twice a week. But that was it. I'd spend a day up there. You know, lunch was put on and all this sort of stuff. It was a good gig, actually. Good yeah, money.
0: Right. right. Why'd they sack you? No, I left. <laughs>
2: okay.
0: Uh, well, no, t- one sack-
2: no one sacks me, mate.
0: <laughs> was it because you were you were looking at YouTube Red? What are you going <laughs> to tell <laughs> us about possibly. YouTube Red? Possibly. Tell us about YouTube Red.
2: Before I tell you about YouTube Red, Telstra have got a deal. I don't know if this is coincidence or not. But mm-hmm. on the day that um, the outage went, tragedy struck. Tragedy struck, and the world <laughs> came to an end. And everyone just Aah! everyone jumped up, but they didn't come back down. Yeah, they um, they Telstra got a plan, new plan, fifteen gigs of data for ninety dollars a month on your phone plan. Right. Right. And it's normally hundred dollars a month for eight gigs. Hmm. Right, so I don't know if that's
0: coincidence or not. Oh, well, we got that uh, five gig for 40 dollars. I know
2: how good's like, that. Yeah, after is that all... the one? You, should, you After ah. you, you were waiting and waiting and yeah, waiting.
0: I know. And you go, oh bugger. it. Yeah, and then look what happens. Yeah, I know. Jeez, I Talk
2: hate Telstra. <laughs> you know, but well, the thing is, it's nearly March. Apparently, the rumor is Apple's going to come out and make an announcement about a phone in March. I
0: think it's going right? to be smaller or something.
2: Yeah, but they're not going to release it. They always make an announcement, yeah. and it'll be released, you know, in when Cookie Monster gets off his ass, right? Mm. Whatever. Mm. And Telstra, for some all the time, that Apple's about to announce something, they come out with these deals. Mm. I don't know what it is, but they never have them when the phones no. Because, no. because they wouldn't make any money. because they, they know that everyone, that, you know, the, the early adopters will just jump on it regardless
0: of price. Yeah, I'm over being an early adopter. I'm I'm off it. I'm, yeah, me too. I'm actually. off that train. I'm.
2: Look, unless they come up with something that's going to wash my clothes mm. and turns into a bidet, <laughs> yes. right? Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to, I'm just going to wait this one out because this works really well. Yeah. You know, but you know, you know what Apple will do? Oh, upgrade to the new ten point whatever, and it'll brick the phone. And then you want? Yeah. Well, it's slow now. I'm going to have to yeah update. You know, it, which I right. reckon they should be the triple C to take up the task on that too. Yeah. But right. anyway,
0: all right. YouTube Red. YouTube Red. What's, What's this all about?
2: It's the new streaming platform of YouTube that they reckon is going to um, take on Netflix. Now, it says here, some say it's a great competitor to the arrival of Netflix, Stan and Presto. Well, I don't know about Stan or Presto. Others say it is a rip-off, disguised to charge existing platform users for the privilege of avoiding annoying ads. Most of all, it's a mystery, given the video sharing joint has been very tight-lipped about the rollout. Mm. YouTube Red was cautiously floated in the US in October last year. The cracks are still being ignored, uh, are, being, are being ironed out, but we know it's $9, $10 US a month, which is about, what, $13 here, with the first month free. Subscribers will get access to original content available elsewhere, not unavail- un- sorry, unavailable elsewhere, movies, TVs, documentaries. So it's basically Netflix without yeah. ads. But yeah. Netflix doesn't have ads anyway.
0: Yeah. So, I, I don't like, know. I like I liked how you are saying in that explanation what it was. I like how you said that the, the cracks were being ignored.
2: Not ironed out. I mean, I could, my glasses weren't working.
0: <laughs> yeah, it cracks
2: was. were being ignored. Ignore <laughs> the crack, the crevice. Don't the worry cribbers.
0: about them. The, the, the board will fix them up.
2: <laughs> the board will fix it up. She'll turn up once a month. Yeah,
0: they've they got some SPAC fillers somewhere. They'll fix those <laughs> cracks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, have you got any more, Shane? Where are you up to?
1: Yeah, i got a couple yeah. Um, The next, do you want me to do one now? Yeah, please. Yeah, right. The next one I'll do is about uh, the Java installer flaws. Basically, it's a story that highlights the importance of cleaning out your downloads folder because there was a, um, on Friday, Oracle published a security advisory recommending that users delete all old Java installers from their computers and use the ones um, that are versions... Six U one one three seven U nine seven, eight U seven three or later. Basically, what happens is, is the older installers by default were installing DLLs from the the same directory, which oh. in theory would could mean that if someone put a dodgy DLL in that downloads directory, mm. it would then um you know it would do whatever the dodgy DLL file supposed to do, yeah. Not, not Whereas said. the new installers, it's a completely different process. They actually extract the files in a different location and then run the installation from whatever that file location is, and not in the defaults downloads folder. So, what are you saying? That every time you update Java, it
0: it uses the same installer? Because wouldn't you be no,
1: downloading the installer
0: each update?
1: It was, yeah. No, I was using a new installer. But up until the latest couple of installers, yeah. The the way it worked was is it would download it would extract the files that it was trying to install oh, in the downloads I see. Yeah, folder. Right, right, got it. Yeah. And if some dodgy dude replaced one of those real DLL files with the dodgy one, um yes. then all bets are off. You're up the creek. Yeah. Without a so Java. it's just a story, yeah, it's just basically a story saying make sure you've got the latest installers. And get rid of any old crap out of your um, downloads folder. Yes, do that, please.
0: Ooh, message. All right, Netflix. What's the the so-called Netflix tax bill? Oh, don't get me started. The federal government has introduced draft legislation that would see the goods and services, or as we know it by the GST, applied to digital products purchased from overseas. Uh, Look, we all knew this was coming.
2: But see, this is ridiculous. Because Netflix already got a subsidiary here, and they, as a result, they have to register for GST. You can't avoid it. Right. right. We pay them. Yes. 99 and that's GSTs included. The only time you wouldn't pay someone is if they were regi- if they were offshore. Yes. Right. And they didn't have any presence here, a branch, with an ABN, nothing. In which case, how are you going to force someone to register for GST? When they don't operate here, but you can go online at Adobe, for example, mm. right, and and get their monthly the um, the whatever they've got on this page, we can pay monthly for yeah. yeah. The how, the how are you going to force them to 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 comply? To oh yeah, okay yeah no property. I'll bring the yeah, Radio because you can't block them.
0: Well, companies, apparently companies that sell more than $75,000 worth of product uh, into Australia would need to register their products with the ATO.
2: That'd be Adobe, Microsoft. That's right. Well, Microsoft have got a subsidiary here, right? So that's fine. The But but there have been days gone by in in the past where Microsoft didn't have an online subsidiary Hmm. and you used to buy straight from Microsoft in US dollars.
0: Well, I think it's just that that's just the way it's going. Like you know, when you in you say you install WordPress or whatever, you know, for your little shopping cart, or whatever. Or no matter where you go, like you install whatever. What location are you? You know, and it comes up, the whole world comes up. But all this is probably just will just get start built into all these applications and everything. Uh, the government expects around a hundred overseas digital vendors. They won't. No one's going to sign up. Well then, well they're going to have to start blocking them somehow. You
2: can't. You can't block someone from, you can't block someone from, from being, a, you know, trading. The free trade agreement it could be a diplomatic incident. You can't just suddenly go, right, oh, that's it. We're only going to sell goods in Australia. We're going to isolate ourselves. We're going to just be, close ourselves to the whole world. Mm, right? North gonna Korea. Stop, North, yeah, we're going to be North Korea. Right, well, so that's... what's next? We're going to stop selling cattle now to Brazil and to, and to China and Indonesia because, you know, oh, you know because they're overseas. This is just, just a backward-looking thing. You know what they should be doing? I think what they yeah, what they should be doing is this. Stop taxing everything and start cutting your spending. Yeah, that's, that's the, the reason big problem. they're bloody raising taxes is because, oh, we're running out of money. Yes, you are, because you are spending $150 billion a year on
0: welfare. Hmm.
2: $150 billion, That is ridiculous.
0: But the, the government wants to... Well, look, don't, don't get into all that. But um but oh, so it says companies that want it that sell more than seventy five thousand dollars worth of products need to register. Well I suppose look that just to me they're just going after the, the big the big end of town. And I suppose if they're a a, 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 a you know reputable company
2: they will not comply. You can't oh. force them to comply. No way. There's no way you can force mm. them to comply. Well no. especially if it's the digital download. If you're buying physical goods, right? They can stop you at customs and say, "Well, you, we can't release this yeah. until you pay us your GST for a physical good under a thousand dollars." Right? If that's what they bring in as well, I think they did that already, didn't they? They tried to anyway. They might have, yeah, um, because prior to that, as anything a thousand dollars just goes straight through. But let's just say that everything that comes in comes in has got a value that's more than a dollar. You got to pay. You go pick it up at the price. Oh, Sorry, you got to give me ten cents GST, and they pass it on, right? Yeah. So the poor. The poor customs agent or the freight forward or the post office is now suddenly a tax collection point for the ATO, yeah, which just right. means they're getting they're doing more work and the ATO is not going to be reimbursing them because I'm going to hire somebody now, right? Mm. which they should. And yeah. secondly, but if it's
0: a digital good, how can you enforce it? You cannot enforce that. Well, it'll be interesting to see how they're going to roll this out then. Like... It's not going to happen.
2: It's going to be a laughing stock. These people are hopeless. They they're worse under Turnbull than they ever were
0: under under Abbott. Seriously. Mm, I don't know. But uh all right. Well let's let us get on to something a bit funnier. Um No, but, I
1: wanna I just wanna kinda go yes. into this in a little bit more. Yeah. Um It not specifically about this, but when you sort of say they're worse under Turnbull than than Abbott, it kind I was thinking about this in relation to just IT type stuff I mean you've got ministers in charge of areas that they don't really have a background in so yep. who really is running the show is it the next level down the uh, you know, advisors and and whatever else or the public oh, look, they, they,
2: they do tend to hire you know the people get given these portfolios and um, but they tend to hire people that know what they're talking about generally not I mean not all people you know not some people think they know everything and they think they're the smartest people in the room and they don't hire anybody and that's why they fail. The government's but like
0: the board. Correct. Hmm. Okay. So,
1: hmm. so okay. just because Temple's changed, it doesn't necessarily mean that everything else is going to change. If you've got the same advisor kind of level people in there... It
2: uh, depends. Some people like to hire their own advisors. Okay. Hmm. Depends. Depends on the individual...
0: Yeah, yeah. So well, I, I just, I don't know. And I suppose as a leader, a leader can probably choose the the path a bit, forge a path a bit easier than what say the, I don't know, the the minister for health can. Well, he's the leader. He's, he's forging his way through. But it's not the the government that the government wants to cut spending. It's everyone else that doesn't want to.
2: Well, it's the you... Senate. They re- they say it's the hostile Senate. But, mm. um, but you know, while they're saying that, on one hand, they still keep spending money. Giving, you know, giving out money. Oh, we're going to give 50 million here and 50 million. Stop. Yeah. If you can't get cuts through the Senate, stop giving money out. Mm. Right? Yes, you probably, they probably deserve it more than, than other people, but and you, you, know, you think, well, I've got to give it to them because they deserve it more than these other things that we're, to, we're trying to cut these things that aren't deserved, and we want to give it to these people. But, well, you've got to live within your means. Sorry. In a household, if I've got 10 bucks and I want to buy something for 20, it's going to have
0: to wait. Oh that's right but it's not their money so spend it's money. not their
2: money and this is why they waste it because it's not their money hmm. it's easy to spend someone else's money oh it's yeah it's the greatest socialist con in the world when, you, it's some, no, when, it's no, some, when it's not your money it's easy to spend can you give me some of yours to spend i know exactly what i want to do with it yeah me too <laughs> if you gave me your money mate i'd um i would you just i would i just wouldn't call you no well, you'd call
0: me next week because you would run out pretty fast cuz haven't got that's much. right <laughs> All right, Victorian police want to shoot GPS trackers at flee, fleeing cars. Here is one for you. All oh, right, <laughs> that's like the little dart guns you get in the super that's cheap pre- or somewhere. All the pretty th- funny. So police officers in Victoria have put forward a case for GPS tracking devices to be shot onto cars speeding away, so they don't have to do the the uh, chase thing.
2: Oh, they just know where they are. We know where he's going. You know, it's all right. Will you we'll sit here and have a smoke and a beer? And then he'll just park the car somewhere we'll just go and get him?
0: The fool. <laughs> it's I true. pity the fool. Yeah. The, the idea is, yeah, blah, blah, blah. So there you go. Um, I thought that was pretty funny. And, uh, oh, look, just quickly, the Australian PPC1 cable has been cut. It's out of action until March. Now You might be saying...
2: Does anyone care about that cable?
0: Not
1: Really? But it's still a big cable. The, the, isn't that the, according to that map? Isn't that the cable that connects Perth up with the rest of the world? Uh, is it is it Perth? It's the orange one, right? I'm colourblind. I can't see. I had to try and work that
0: one out. It was too hard. P- yeah. P- the PPC one is Pipe International submarine cable connecting Australia to Guam. The cable spans 7,000 kilometres and initially links Australia directly to Guam. So if you're hosting a web page in Guam, it might,
3: it might be out of luck.
0: <laughs> you got to um, hope
2: it's not Telstra. You're going to get free data on Sunday.
0: Providing international carriers and operators a new and competitive opportunity to interconnect other systems to Australia. So in two short years, that this PPC1 cable went from a concept to becoming Australia's first independent submarine cable. So this thing's been cut somewhere between Sydney and the United States, around Guam. and It's not going to be fixed until... March, early March, after receiving an alert that the submarine line card for the cable had lost its payload, TPG engineers and the provider's infrastructure. Vendors found a fault about 4,500 kilometres from Guam. So traffic Guam. rerouted over Southern Cross and Australia-Japan cable systems. So if you think you find... I don't know. look, I tried to follow that line. It looks like it's just... To me, it's... The, the pipe is the dark orange... Which goes like from Sydney, goes out of Sydney, up to like where's that Indonesia, and then like over to Guam, and then it might spit out back to the US. Guam, but um, but anyway, it's uh, not that important. And that's still going by well, the look of it. Ustream's still stuffed. It's stuffed every week. That thing. Ustream's hopeless. If you all listen to Newstream, do something. I don't know Get what you have ass. to do, but do something. Uh,
1: Alright, who else? Shane, you got any more left? I do. I've got one that's not really Australian-flavoured. Um, it's more kind of French-related, but I'll kind of gloss over it anyway. We, we, France gives Facebook three months to stop snooping on non-users' browser history. Basically, what's happening with this is that um, Facebook used cookies to actually track people's movements and browsing sort of history after they go to a public Facebook page, uh, a cookie gets onto the computer and then that kind of history and and, and usage is, is tracked from there going forward. And France have got rules in place that basically don't allow that because it's an invasion of privacy according to their rules. And they've given um, Facebook three months to do something about it. And I don't know whether Facebook... Uh, ..whether the three months are actually up or not. It's not... Entirely clear because it was kind of one statement in the story was contradictory to another statement, but it says here Facebook, as well as uh, Facebook, as well as thousands of other companies, was obliged to find an alternative way to moving data that wouldn't break the European law within three months. That deadline expired last week. Then it goes on to say that the case may be settled amicably if Facebook rec- reconsiders its personal data policy and manages to fulfill the watchdog's demands on time. But, you know, the sentence before basically said that they've already run out of time. So mm. not 100% sure of the ramifications, but it was an interesting story to sort of say that, it, again, it just highlights the different laws in the world that these international companies have to try and kind of navigate mm. um, you know, just because they're based in the U.S., If they want to operate in another country, they've got to, to an extent, comply to those laws. But
0: but then, Eric, that comes back to what you were saying about the Netflix tax. How is France going to stop Facebook
1: from doing stuff? No, they can't. So why is Facebook give a shit? (laughs) Well, they don't. That's why they've ignored it for three months. (laughs) Oh, dear. All right. Uh, Look, have you got
0: any more, Eric? Because I've got one more. No, I'm done. You done, Shane? Yeah, I'm done. All right, thousands have are flocking to the malware museum, and you can too.
2: It's, oh, you come out scratching. <laughs> you, you might
0: come out all itchy. An <laughs> online archive of old computer malware has attracted more than a hundred thousand visitors since it's launched a few days ago. <laughs> I was going to say something there, but I can't. Some some of the software showed an animation or message, others invited the infected user to play a game. The malware at all dates from around 1980s and the 90s. The versions online have been stripped of their destructive capabilities, but show the messages they would have displayed within emulator windows. There's a a link in the show notes, it's uh, it's been put up at thearchive.org. Uh, the curator's personal favourite is a virus called Casino, which overrode a crucial part of the computer's file system, but took a copy of personal files and then offered the user the opportunity opportunity to win it back, win them back. Casino was a real problem, the curator said. He, who works at the? Yeah, who cares where he works? At the time, uh, the, at the time, the advice was you lose nothing by playing. In the early 1990s, very few people had backups. So you had lost your files anyway.
1: Dun, dun, dun. Mm. In so, 2016, very few people got backups. back.
0: Yeah, that's right. Nothing's changed. So there you go. How would you like all your files to be removed? And there's this game of chance to get them back.
1: It's like yeah, the
0: precursor to CryptoLocker. I <laughs> know. Oh, it sounds a bit like it, doesn't it? It does. It does indeed. All right. I think we've reached the ends. We've run over time. Everyone's sitting in the car. Going home. Yeah, they have already home, but we hadn't finished, so they're just in the car listening to the end of the show. If you want to. Uh, Let's keep them
2: hanging for a little <laughs> longer. <laughs> Let's keep talking <laughs> for half an hour. So, <laughs> how you been, Glenn? Yeah, How's good. How's it been? I'll Do you mind I'll... waiting while I just go to the kitchen for a bit?
0: Oh, I've got these corns on my toes. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, get us at youtube.com forward slash Aussie Techheads. Uh, you can get to the the webpage at uh, and the show notes at aussietechheads.com.au dot forward slash podcast and the paper twice a day, aussietechheads.com.au AU forward slash paper. Don't forget the aussietechradio.com, Uh twenty four seven wall to wall back to back. Never stops, never never ceases, no ads. Just amazing. Uh, tech shows. You,
1: you don't have to get to, you don't get to see um, Glenn's corns on his feet this week either <laughs> if you just did the audio version. That's right. Why does the video want to see him? I don't, I don't have any anyway.
0: But um, I've got I've got one on my back, though. How do you get a corn on your back? But uh, oh, anyway. Cut, on, cut you, that out. Cut it out?
2: Get out of your back.
0: Nah. Um, yeah, you can follow us on oh, Aussie Tech News on Twitter. Some little news stories that if you follow Aussie Tech News on Twitter, it'll pop into your Twitter feed, so that's all good. You can follow just the main show or me at Aussie Tech Eds. And, uh, yeah, once again, if you've got something you want to say, you think you can you want to jump on the show and have a go with us, just send me an email. You've got to have Skype, a camera, and a headset at least with a microphone. At least. Yes. And good internet. That's at, right. At least ADSL. Please, Please do
2: a speed test. After you list this, hello, viewers, Test hmm. your speed and that you must be getting at least 5 megabits down and uh, 0.75 megabits up. Yeah. To participate.
0: That'd be preferable. Mm. All right, cool. All righty. Uh, good to see you again, Eric. Thanks for coming in. No worries. We'll see you again next week, hopefully. and yes, uh, indeed, hopefully. Same to you, Shane. Hope your leg gets continues to improve. We'll Me see. too,
1: yeah, but no, I should be here next week at this stage. Good stuff. Jobs um, forbidding. All yeah, right. well, yeah, well... If anyone's got a job out there for a desktop support kind of person in the Perth area, although I'm happy to work remotely,
3: mm. just, he,
1: you know, just send me an email. He's pretty good on the typing. He's got eight fingers on one hand.
0: Fast. He has. And, he, and in Perth, that's classified normal. That's yeah. right. There, there's no there's no money for that. He just, just goes fast. All right. So until next episode, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching if you're on the YouTube. And uh, thanks for listening on the tech radio or the podcast. All right. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.